Blog Talk Radio. Spring training is here, and the Yankees are looking like a fully functional Death Star. Pitchers and catchers are getting ready to go. Are there more pieces that could be added? One thing's for sure. The rumors still circulate. All this and more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. And I'm most definitely from... Right. Welcome back to another episode of Pinstripe Talk. I'm your host, Amon, and my co-host, Anthony, here. And um, today hey, we'll be talking about today we'll be talking about Machado, Harper, and then going over a little bit of uh, the pitchers and catchers that uh, um, are assigned today. So, um, yeah, let's hop right into Machado. We've we've done this topic enough times, so you kind of know. A lot about Harper and Machado, so I hope this is the last time we talk about them in free agency for a long time. Um, but yeah, let's hop right into it. I agree. <clears throat> this is uh, this has been the ongoing topic of this uh, of this off season, but um, there's been some new uh, some new revelations in the past week or so about um, several reports have come out saying that the Yankees reportedly offered Manny. Uh, a seven or eight year deal around $220 million, which I mean, the, the reports range from, they definitely offered it to him. It's on the table. Now it was on the table. Um, so it, 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 it seems like the deal at least was at some point in place. I think it still actually is in place if they, uh, with, with the offer. So if that's true, I don't know what he's waiting for <clears throat> because Manny clearly wants to be a Yankee. Um, he doesn't want to be a White Sox. He wants to be an affiliate. He wants to be one of those teams. He'd be there already. Um, they offered him a lot more than we're going to offer him. And um, it's, it really seems as if this offseason has slowed to a crawl because of these two players. But as of right now, Manny Machado, if he has a deal on the table in that range, in that, in, in that, that, that frame of years, then he should definitely be a Yankee. Um, it would complicate things a bit with the infield, but you can make you can make it work for a guy like Manny Machado. I think they'd make it work. So um, it's it's interesting to see um, a guy uh, Machado get that kind of offer from the Yankees because of what the team was already um, looking like. But it's definitely interesting to see that they uh, they definitely still think they can get Machado. Yeah, um, I did see some reports that the Padres, I think, were trying to go after him. And he was not interested for some for numerous reasons. Um, and, you know, that's one team off the board. I don't really know if he was uh, interested in them. I mean, they came, kind of came out of nowhere. But I, w- I could see the Padres going, being a mystery team and going after him. Um, but, you know, that's a good sign that he's not interested. I think there was some problems that he had uh with uh them but yeah i i think we could definitely pull it off a seven to eight year deal i think is a really a really good solid uh deal for him um and i you know i would love to see him you know on the team um but you know i don't know where this is going to go because we've we heard this earlier uh in the off season where the yankees were interested in him and apparently they 
you know, he was, you know, getting close to a deal. The Phillies and the um, White Sox were more of a contender than the Yankees. And then now all of a sudden the Yankees are back in it. So it's like, it's been a crazy ride of an off season for us and for Machado. Um, but I would love, you know, I would love to see him in, in pinstripes. Oh, definitely. So would I. Um, I think the difference between then and now is the market may have dropped. Um, earlier in the offseason, obviously, Manny and Bryce were both asking, what, 10 years, 300 plus, which, I mean, they're Manny and Bryce. Ask, ask all you want. Um, you might just get it. So that was then. This is now. The, the market has probably dropped. The spring training has begun. Um, they're probably scrambling and they really, um, really need a team because cohesion starts now. Uh, you saw what happened with guys like Greg Holland and Neil Walker start the season terribly because they signed late and pick up the, at the end of the season. I mean, obviously, uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are not Neil Walker and Greg Holland, but the point still remains the same. Now, um, the difference between then and now is we, had, we definitely have a report of an offer. There was no offer before. There was always speculation of, well, they, they may be offering him this deal or this deal, but this is an actual report saying seven or eight years, 220, actual numbers, actual years. And it's, it's good to see that because that means that there might be some progress towards something potentially happening. I mean, Hal Steinbrenner even said he, he told fans to keep an open mind about a, potentially, uh, a potential signing of, of either a Machado or, or, or Bryce, although Machado is much more likely given the Yankees' track record with him. Um, so... I, I could definitely see the Yankees making another move. I, I don't think it's likely necessarily. Um, but with that being said, I've been surprised. I've been surprised at the Yankees before. I mean, when they went out and they, they signed, um, uh, they went out and, and signed Masahiro Tanaka. I was stunned. Um, they, they already got many guys that off season. I was so I was baffled by that signing. I was surprised when they traded for Stanton. So, I mean, it's, it's not like the Yankees haven't pulled the rug out of under us before and been like, look at this. Look at who we got. And just to surprise their fans. So, it's definitely something I can see happening. Um, it would probably complicate the infield, given the signing of DJ LeMayhew and the signing of Troy Tulowitzki and Didi Gregorius coming back and Andrew Harden Torres being what they are. So, the infield's a big cluster right now. But, um, again, for a talent like Manny, you make it work. Yeah. Um, and even if we do get Machado, um, LeMayhew, uh, Troy Tulowitzki, they're, you know, they're good backups um, and, you know, little platoon players for us. But, I mean, I could see maybe if it, if we do sign him and it, go, it gets down to we need to free some space up or, we need, you know, we need to get this cluster – like too many infielders um, out of here, they could be a potential um, trade deadline team uh, trying to get some uh, prospects and maybe giving up some kind of valuable uh, piece to a team that, you know, needs it. True enough. They could, they could say trade that one of their, uh, one of their infielders, or they could be a little more callous and um, well, it'd be unfortunate. I mean, the man worked very hard to get back and be healthy, but, Troy Tulowitzki only making league minimum. They could just say to Troy, you know what, we're sorry, we signed Manny, and um, we're gonna have to release you. Uh, there's just no room for you. I mean, that that could that could easily happen. I don't want it to happen. I like Tulo. I like him as a man. Obviously, he's worked really hard to get back. In every interview I've seen with him, he's a, obviously a big Yankee fan. Um, so I, I think 
um, that could, d- um, despite all those positives about Tulo, I think if they sign uh, Manny, he could be the odd man out, unfortunately. Um, so they do have a lot of options. Uh, they definitely have a lot of options. But Manny could just end up falling into their laps. I mean, what could happen last year? I mean, it's a very different situation, but it can, it, it can be compared. When Giancarlo Stanton was, was being traded last, last offseason, he had a very specific number of teams he wanted to go to. Uh, it was Yankees, Cubs, Astros, um, and Dodgers. And, I mean, they had trade lined up with the Cardinals and with the Giants. He said no. Um, and Stanton just kind of fell into our laps. Now, Manny is different, obviously. He's a free agent. He's not being traded. But he could, he, he said, he presumably he said no to deals from the White Sox, and the Phillies wanting different amounts of, different amounts of years or, or dollars, or just hoping the Yankees make a better offer. So, I mean, he could feasibly just fall into our laps just being the lucky team that, that he wants to be on. So this offseason has definitely been an intriguing one, but um, it's nowhere near at a close yet because, I mean, these guys need teams. And um, Ron Darling on the MLB Network said he'd be very surprised if one of these guys is not a Yankee. Um, and I, I tend to agree with him. Yeah, Um I mean, I really can't see him signing anywhere else. Um, the White Sox are another option, obviously, but I really think it comes down to if he wants um, money or a championship. Because obviously, he could he could go to the White Sox, play there for you know eight years, uh, most of his career there, um, and you know not even see you know the playoffs out of those eight years. Or he could come to the Yankees. And you know, hopefully get something done for us. So I think you know if they if they see that they could pull the trigger on Machado, I I would really want them to do it. Um, it you can't you can't keep having this lurking on, um, and you know give them to a team that potentially might be a sleeper. There might be a team out there that's not mentioned and could just pick them up. Um, for even cheaper than what we're offering them uh, because it's last minute, spring training is coming, um, the season's starting up. So I really think the Yankees should, um, you know, keep checking in on him and making sure that this deal is going to go through. Definitely. The, uh, the Yankees have to keep up on this. Um, they, they've made it very clear from the beginning of the offseason that they would love to have him on the team. Um, I think that's just smart baseball. He's a phenomenal player, and I think any team would love to have him on their team. But, I mean, no offense to these fan bases, but just be realistic here for a second. The White Sox are going to be better. I mean, they have guys like Eloy Jimenez and Louis Roberts um, as, as, as top prospects. Kopech will be back next year. So th- they're a team on the rise. They're not going to be great this year or next, but they'll be in three years. The other team that, that, that said um, has been in on Machado is the Padres, another team who will be good in three years. They have a boatload of prospects, uh, Fernando Patish Jr. being one of them, um, so several pitching prospects. So they'll be a good team in three seasons. The best team 
outside the Yankees and off that, that has first with him, is the Phillies. But the Phillies have to compete with now the Mets in that division, the Braves in that division, and even the Nationals in that division. So if Manny wants to win after spending his entire career stands the last part of this season in Baltimore, where he's been to the playoffs a few times but never really went anywhere, never went to the World Series, went to the World Series last year, but, I mean, the last game of Manny Machado in that World Series making the last out. So Manny wants to be on a winner and a winner now. I think it shows he has, I mean, from everything we've heard, he, he, he likes New York. Um, so I, I think if it's going to happen, do I think it's going to happen personally? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, may, I do. I mean, I, I, might be, I might be overstepping there, but I, I really do. Now, some people say that potential one-year deal or two-year deal for any of these guys could be a could be a potential fit and then go back on the market next offseason. That is a load of, of bull. It really is. It really is. There's not these these are two of the best players in the game. They are not going to sign one year deals, so they're going to get the big contracts. It just is a matter of where. Yeah, um, I think it. I, I agree. Um, he has a lot of offers. Um, from the White Sox, Padres. I don't think I think he he turned down the Padres, but I think it really is coming down to the Yankees and the White Sox and uh, what he feels is the you know is the right spot for him um, for the long term because this is not going to be some um, you know three year four year deal. He's going to be signing for you know eight to ten year plus. So um, yeah. I, I, I think it just comes down to that. I know Harper, I mean, I know we're doing this segment uh, next, but Harper doesn't want a short deal. He said he wanted a more long-term deal. Um, and that's the only thing he's going to be signing to. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully Machado, uh, you know, signs quickly, gets into um, spring training, but see what he does. Um, if he's on the Yankees or the White Sox or whatever team he uh, decides to sign with, um, hopefully, you know, he can do what he needs to do. Um, but before we uh, go into a commercial break, um, if you guys want to ask any questions, um, make sure to call 845-277-9345 and we will answer your questions. You can come on and ask them. Um, but until then, see you guys in a bit. Hi there, this is Jake from the Amazing Mets podcast, co-hosted with John from Mets Updates. This week, I just want to let you know that you should tune in because we'll be talking about all the things the Mets should be doing leading up to the season, and we'll be talking about the spring training decisions that have to be made. Make sure to tune in this week, uh, every Thursday at 7 p.m. This week, we might have a bit of a later time, so check, check your listings. All right. Uh, welcome back. Um, we will be talking about Bryce Harper and um, all of uh, you know his trade, um, his you know rumors. Sorry, uh, but um, yeah. Uh, but before we hop into that, um, if you guys want to get any tickets for spring training or uh, the regular season, make sure to go to Stubyard and use. 
code BPN10 for 10% off. And, um, yeah, uh, so let's hop right into Harper. Let's. Aaron Judge um, at the Super Bowl made some uh, interesting comments about, uh, about Bryce Harper. He was quoted saying how um, – uh, when, when asked about if uh, if, if uh, Bryce would come to the Yankees, he goes, Harper's got more speed than me. Uh, wherever he wants to play, we'll make it work. Anytime you can add an MVP to the team, it's going to make them better. Uh, that's on a, That was asked him about a potential acquisition of, uh, of Bryce Harper to the Yankees if it were to happen, um, which sparked a whole lot of, uh, of intrigue and interest in, uh, in Bryce Harper coming to the Yankees, which, again, is still just speculation. Um, I think um, Judge, by those, just by those comments, clearly wants uh, Bryce here. Um, he's a phenomenal ball player. There's no secret about that. Bryce could make this team – I mean, this team hit 257 home runs last year. I mean, you could, can you imagine getting better from that? Because adding Bryce Harper can get better from that, which is ridiculous. Um, oh, he's flying he's into left field, and he'd be great. Although Judge said he moved positions for him, although I think Judge is fine and right. But just like Machado, Bryce is another guy who wants the big money, who wants the big contract. And with spring training now arriving, he's going to feel a lot of pressure to sign that contract. And the same thing goes with him that went with men. He could have signed with the White Sox. He, he met with the Giants. He could have signed with the Phillies already. All this could have happened. But, I mean, even more so than Manny. Bryce is a Yankee fan. He wore 34 because he loved Mickey Mail. 3 plus 4 equals 7. 7 was Mickey's number. So, he's always idolized Mickey Mantle and the Yankees. Um, he's always, I mean, he'd fit perfectly with the, with the stadium and the team. I don't see, when the offseason started, I didn't see a better fit for player and team than Bryce Harper and the New York Yankees. I just didn't see one. Um, it just, it, it just, the, the puzzle pieces fit perfectly um, in everyone's mind around baseball, around um, fans of the game, except for the Yankees' top brass, which I don't get. Still don't get. And I've said it once. I'll say it again. Until Bryce Harper has crossed his T's and dotted his I's on the dotted line of a contract for a team that's not the New York Yankees, I think he'll be a Yankee. Now, if he's a Yankee, Manny won't be. Now, if Manny's a Yankee, Bryce won't be. But, like I said before with the, uh, with, with the Manny Ochado rumors, I think one of them's going to be a Yankee. Personally, I do. Ron Darling agrees with me. Ron Darling uh, on the MLB Network, like I said, was quoted saying how he thinks that, uh, he thinks that one of these guys is going to be a Yankee. And um, I tend to agree with him. Yeah. Um, I hope one of them are. Um, I really don't want to lose out on any of them because, you know, we were waiting for this off season to do something um, with one of these two guys. So I hope we could definitely um, get one of them. Harper, I mean, I I did hear that Judge would move to any other out. out field position for him to play right field um and I mean if he does that it'll be interesting because what does that do with 
um, you know, Red Thunder, uh, Todd, uh, Clint Frazier. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, what that would be like. Um, you have Stanton in the lineup. Um, that would probably make him a permanent DH for us. So, I mean, Harper, Harper, you know, he'll stir some things up if he comes here and, you know, Judge has to move positions and all that. And, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Definitely. And, I mean, Bryce would be the one moving positions. He can go to left field. Uh, I think Bryce is a better athlete, even though Aaron Judge is a phenomenal athlete. Um, I think Bryce is just a little smaller, which makes him a um, better fit to move. That being said, I was at a Yankee game uh, two or three seasons ago. Uh, it was Yankees Nationals. Scherzer was on the mound. It was a phenomenal game. Um, obviously, Bryce uh, was playing right field. And uh, as all Yankee fans know, I mean, Yankee fans could be a tough bunch when other teams come into town, especially the fans in right field. I sit four rows off, not in the bleachers. But I'm close enough to hear it. And I've heard some very nasty things yelled at ball players. Bryce Harper was in right field. It was like the president was in town. It just praised. It was like the Pope. The praise and, and adulations, people chanting future Yankee. It, it, was, it was very clear that Bryce would be welcomed with open arms and a lot of love from this, um, from, from this uh, Yankee faithful. Now, I think, that's an, I think that was obvious before, he, before that happened, but seeing that made me realize that, I mean, this guy just needs to be here. I, I mean, above all else. I'm, I'm, I'm really through with, with saying his numbers. I'm, I'm through with, with, with what, he, he's offered, what he's, he's been offered. I'm through with Cashman saying we don't want him. I, I'm kind of done with it. It needs to happen. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of being rational about it. It needs to happen. I don't see why it shouldn't happen. It, it, the more I talk about it, the more I, the more I list reasons on why he should be a Yankee, the more I don't see why Cashman just won't go out and make a move. I understand Clint Frazier, Clint Frazier, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier is not Babe Ruth. He can, he, he can be a backup. He could be trade bait. I mean, Bryce is a rock star. There are very few rock star athletes. Bryce is a rock star. It needs to happen. Bryce, uh, uh, Brett Gardner is a backup outfielder at this point. Don't play him in left field. Don't start him in left field. Come on. He should be manning left field, Bryce Harper, come opening day. And if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm a, I obviously still love my Yankees. I'll watch every game I possibly can, but I will be, uh, I'll be a disappointed Yankee fan, and I think a lot of Yankee Nation will be disappointed as well. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if we do – if we don't get him, um, I think it will – you know, people will be definitely upset. Um, you know, if he came – to New York, you know, went in the batting order. Um, I think it, honestly, it would be a little bit more scary than if Machado was in it. Um, having, you know, Judge, Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Didi, and Harper in one lineup is, it, it's going to be, it's going to be really scary for a pitcher to pitch to. I mean, when we got Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, and Stanton were like, you know they were hard enough. So if we can get him, I think, I think it will be really, really hard on pitchers. Um, you know to face his lineup, and it would be really good for the Yankees because they're getting another lefty bat in there that they're not going to have uh, at opening day. 
So I really do think that, you know, if Harper, you know, comes in here and we can get him, I would love it. But I haven't really seen any any engagement on the Yankees trying to go after him. So I don't know if they're, you know, not if they're not paying attention to him or uh, they don't think they could get a deal and they rather have Machado because they're going to be, you know, missing their shortstop for, you know, a little bit of the year, um, then I guess they're going to go with Machado. But Harper, if you look at this lineup with Harper in it, it, it's, it looks insane. It just makes more sense. It just makes more sense. Everything you're saying is right. There, I mean, I, I can't argue any points you're making because all your points are dead on accurate. He would fit perfectly in this lineup. Last season, the Yankees got Giancarlo Stanton. I love that. I still love that. I love Giancarlo. That being said, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, all right-handed. You slot Bryce Harper, the lefty, between Judge and Stanton, or between Stanton and Sanchez, or before Judge, or after Sanchez. I don't care how you put him. Put him in that lineup. A lefty bat, a dangerous lefty bat, makes a lineup deeper. You have a, a better player in there, obviously better than Brett Gardner. And the fact that they've, they've made their point very clear that they think that Manny's the better fit. Manny's the guy that should be, um, th- that should be a, a Yankee. I don't get it. He, 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 he makes the infield confusing. Bryce, sign him. Play him in left field. Yeah, the lefty bat in the lineup. That's how it works. But... I don't know. I usually trust Cashman on these things, but I just don't see it. Now I gotta calm down. <laughs> Let's uh, get a phone call in from uh, from Dom from New York. Let's talk about CC Sabathia. So let's uh, let's have Dom uh, All right. ask, ask some questions. Gentlemen, how are you? Um, so CC announced this is his last year. Two quick questions. One, was he or was he not a dud for the Yankees? And two, Hall of Famer or not? Considering Messina went in. Uh, great question there, Dom. Um, CC Sabathia, um, I mean, no, no offense, was the farthest thing from a dud. Um, CC played for the well after the season. He'll be uh, a Yankee for 11 seasons. Um, after, after 10 seasons, he's 129 and 80 with a 3.74 ERA. He won a World Series. Came in top five in Cy Young voting twice. Was an All Star. I'm uh, sorry, four, three times. Was an All Star three times. Um, he really added a, a stabilizing force. He, he came to the Yankees throwing 98. Now he's throwing 91. Uh, he learned how to pitch. He had some, he had some off seasons, 2013, 14, 15, where he's figuring himself out and he, he turned himself around. Um, so when CC finally hangs up his, uh, his extra large uniform at the end of the season, um, I will thank him. And uh, I'm one day until my grand can associate CC Sabathia. And CC Sabathia, if I had a Hall of Fame vote, I'd give it to him. He is 100% a Hall of Famer, and he'll go in with that, that, that NY on his cap because um, there's ver- there are very few more deserving men than C.C. Sabathia as a ball player and as a man. Yeah. Um, you know, C.C. Sabathia in his early years with the Indians and the Brewers, he was, he was a dominant force. Um, he was one of those, you know, lefties – you know, that was doing his – he was a lefty that was doing his job. He was that good, 
and the Yankees, you know, after I think he got traded to the Brewers, um, after that, the Yankees went full force on him. And I think getting him, adding him to, you know, the team, and then him winning a championship with them, um, you know, which was a big part of that. I I could I wouldn't I can't see him not being a top vote in the Hall of Fame ballot. Um and I could definitely see him, you know, up there in the uh in the votings. So yeah, I, I, I would agree with uh with him going in. Definitely. He is um he's one of my favorite pitchers ever. Uh he learned a lot from Andy Pettit. He learned a lot from Mariano. So he, he when, when he was a younger player uh, on the Yankees, he, he really soaked all the information he uh, he needed to, to make himself a better pitcher because for a while there, he was throwing 98. And you can miss with 98. You can get away with it. You can't miss with 91 and get away with it because they're going to hit that. So CC's really been a dominant force for the Yankees. He's a stabilizing force. And um, I'm looking forward to his induction to the Hall of Fame in, uh, in five years. Yep. Um, but I think that's it for, uh, Harper. Um, we'll be hopping into the next, uh, segment here soon, but if you guys want to call in the number is 845-277-9345 and, uh, we can answer any of your questions like we just did. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Hello everyone. This is Blake one of the hosts of Rattle Up, a podcast all about the Arizona Diamondbacks. This week, we will address some moves the D-backs have made, including signing a veteran catcher, Caleb Joseph, and how that will affect the catching carousel on the team. We will also predict stats for all the catchers and first basemen on the roster, and how they'll perform in 2019 compared to 2018. And finally, break down the news and rumors surrounding Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, and set their chances of joining a team in the NL West. All that and more this Friday, 10 Eastern Time, 8 Mountain Time. This Friday, 10 Eastern Time, 8 Mountain Time for this week's episode of Rattle Up. See you there, and go D-backs. All right. Um, So we're here talking about pitchers and catchers as the last uh, segment here today. Um, And before we hop into that, we will be... um, I'll be actually let's just hop into pitchers and catchers, my bad. No worries. Um yeah, the Yankees have uh, a new look rotation, uh a new look bullpen, and this team uh is definitely has <laughs> definitely improved themselves. Um they obviously signed Adam Adovino to that bullpen, make it even better. Um they traded for James Paxton made it even better. Um, the Yankees, I heard Boone talk about uh, wanting to have 13 pitchers on opening day. Um, I, uh, from, from, what I, from what I've kind of done in my head, well, I know CeCe's going to be suspended for three games because um, he, he hit uh, Jesus Sucre of the Rays uh, in retaliation, which <laughs> I love. But um, so there's that. It appears as if we're having so some he'll be technical all... difficulties on Pinstrip Talk, so we're going to head into another network advertisement while we try to figure out a solution to this problem. Stay tuned. 
Hi there. This is Jake from the Amazing Mets podcast, co-hosted with John from Mets Updates. This week, I just want to let you know that you should tune in because we'll be talking about all the things the Mets should be doing leading up to the season, and we'll be talking about the spring training decisions that have to be made. Make sure to tune in this week, uh, every Thursday at 7 p.m. This week, we might have a bit of a later time, so check, check your listings. All right, um, we are back. Um, let's hop right back into uh, pitchers and catchers. Uh, sorry about that. De- Definitely. Um, well, like I said, Paxton at the team. Um, he's a um, <clears throat> he's a great guy to have in behind Severino. He's a good lefty, really great lefty. I don't know if you know that bullpen. Uh, the new name Zach Britton. That was a K. Um, we got Jonathan Holder coming back. We got um, Green. Batantis, Chapman, a Jay Hat for a full season, Tanaka, Sevi, don't forget Tommy Canely. Um, for my count, it's 11 pitchers between Severino, Tanaka, Paxson, Hat, Chapman, Batantis, Green, Anovino, Britton Holder, and Canely. All guys, I believe, are definites for opening day. Um, CC is going to be suspended for three games. Um, so that's, that, that'll be uh, taken care of after three games, so he'll be on that. Brings, it, brings a total to 12, with the last five to could go to um, Domingo Herman, uh, Domingo Acevedo, Luis Sessa, Ben Heller, uh, the lefty Stephen Tarpley, or personally my favorite to win the job just because I like him as a, as a human being and I, and I like his story, uh, non-roster invitee Danny Farquhar. So I, I think um, this could be, um, it could be a fun battle for the last spot in that, uh, in that bullpen. Uh, in the rotation set, obviously, with um, Boone wanting 13 pitchers he needs um he, he needs some guys after um after the five starters we have and uh, um I, I think the Yankees will definitely um have a much better semblance of a, uh, of a of a pitching staff as far as rotation bullpen goes um this season than they did last season because they had Sonny Gray who was not good last season they had Severino's second half which was not good he was tipping his pitches he corrected that um, we traded for Jay Happ um, midseason, which solidified some things. So this team has only gotten better as far as the rotation goes, and they've only gotten better as the bullpen goes. So I, I really, I, I love everything about their their starting their starting staff and their and their bullpen. Yeah, um, you know they did get rid of Sonny Gray. They got one, you know, his problems out of the way. And they stepped in and they, you know, they got James Paxton. Uh, they upgraded that year and got um, A.J. Happ, which was a good addition. Um, you know, CC's not going to be there for, you know, a few games. But um, I don't think that's going to hurt us with him uh, not there for a few games. So, I do I do really think that this pitching staff is going to do something better than, you know, last year. And hopefully they uh, – you know, they do they do what they got to do. I mean, this pitching staff looks from top to bottom like it could do damage. Um, and same with the bullpen. I don't think I see one person in the bullpen that um, I'm going to be, you know, scared to see go in and pitch. So I think, you know, pitchers um, for the Yankees right now are looking solid. Yeah, nobody on the on the 
on the team really worries me as far as uh, the pitching pitching goes. I'm really intrigued to watch James Paxton pitch every day. Uh, I saw him pitch obviously against the Yankees, and he was great. Uh, he obviously threw a no-hitter last season. But aside from Paxton, I mean, you know what you're going to get is Severino and Tanaka and Sabathia. Um, Jay Happ. Now, J.A. Happ, in my opinion, could be the secret to this team as far as the rotation goes. He had an all-star season last year. He came to the Yankees, and he pitched really, really well. Um, I, don't, I think without, um, without J.A., I think the Yankees don't win 100 games, and they don't, uh, they don't play nearly as well down the stretch. I mean, he was 7-0 and with a 2-6-9 ERA and 11 starts. Um, so I, I don't think he'll be that good come this season. But um, if I had to say a guy who I think could really be important to this uh, upcoming, upcoming Yankee season, um, you could write it down. You put it in writing right now. I'm going to say it. I think J.A. Happ is going to be a very important pitcher to this team. Yeah. Um, you know, when we got him, I think he helped us a lot last year. Um, going forward, you know, we went into the playoffs confident, you know, he was going to be a guy uh, pitching. I actually wanted him to pitch more over some people than uh, others uh, that um, playoffs. So because we had Sonny Gray and all of them, I was afraid that Sonny Gray was going to get an appearance or something crazy was going to happen or, uh, you know, some someone was struggling rather put A.J. Happ in. I mean, A.J. Happ in the playoffs was struggling a bit against the Red Sox, but um, I think he he has to be a guy that's, you know, liable to the team and be that veteran um, right with CC. So, um, yeah, I think uh, A.J. Happ, you know, he's going to have a big year for us hopefully and uh, hopefully be that one guy that's the little, like, weapon for the Yankees. Yeah, J.J. Happ. It really impressed me. I was when when they were talking about potential trades for J. Happ. Um, I was I was cautiously optimistic. I was kind of like, he's never done it before. He's thirty five. I, I, I don't know. Um, he came to the Yankees. He 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 kind of uh, put all, all that to rest for me. He he really proved that uh, J. Happ is here to stay and here to be a good pitcher. Um, he he's got he got a, a decent fastball. Everything moves, cutter, slider, curveball, changeup. And, I mean, it's always great to have lefties at Yankee Stadium. Um, so, him coupled with Paxton, I think the, uh, the, the J-Boys, James and J.A., will be um, really important to this team. Yeah. Um, I hope they could, uh, you know, do something good. Uh, hopefully... You know, I would love to see him be a weapon for us because if you see, we got Severino, Paxton, uh, Tanaka. Those are the, the three guys that, you know, the, a lot of teams are going to be looking at. Um, and, you know, J.A. and C.C. might be some sleep some sleepers. So uh, I really hope, you know, one of the, the bottom of the uh, pitching rotation could um, – could be lethal for uh, other teams, even though they know that that's not one of their best pitchers on, on the team. Well, definitely. I mean, after, uh, after Hap, I mean, Severino is going to be 
Personally, if I had to give a Cy Young pick, I'm going to give Severino. I think he's phenomenal. I mean, he had a 1.98 ERA in the first half. Second half comes around, starts tipping his pitches. Um, and has some bad starts. I mean, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Cy Young. You tip your pitches, we know it's coming, they'll hit it. So I think Sebi is going to be uh, a, a, a big contributor to this team. Um, I mean, sneak, another sneaky Cy Young pick. I think people have been saying James Paxton. Um, so I mean, just, that just proves how much people like Paxton. Uh, Tanaka, I mean, Tanaka's Tanaka. You know he's going to get out of him. He's going to win 12, 13 games, pitch between a 3-5 and a, maybe a 4-3 ERA. If, he, if he's healthy, I mean, I, I don't have the most confidence in, in Tanaka. I do like him a lot, though. But my confidence is not through the roof when it comes to Masahiro. Um, and CC is CC. CC's going to go out. He's going to pitch five or six innings, give up two to three runs, and that's it. That's all you need him to do. Uh, he, he is he, he's the model of consistency. He's done it. This will be his 19th year. Um, so, and with the bullpen we have, he only needs to go five innings. He can, I mean, for the win, you go five innings. He can go four innings. Um, so Sabathia is really um, just is really just supposed to do go out do his job pitch five. That's all he needs to do. And um, come playoff time, you know who's going to step up. I mean, as much as I as much as I kind of poo pooed Masahiro Tanaka a second ago, I don't know a pitcher in recent memory who steps up come playoff time like Masahiro Tanaka. I mean, he got our win in the Boston series last year. The, against the Indians in the ALCS 2017, he saved our season. He is <laughs> he is one heck of a pitcher, and um, come come postseason time, and who knows? I could be very wrong. He pitched to a 3.75 last year, but the year beforehand he pitched to a 4.74. So I have confidence in Tanaka, but maybe slightly misplaced confidence in Tanaka. Um, but he, he pitches well when it counts, and that's where this team's headed. Yeah. Um, I think Tanaka, when we first got him, he was one of those pitchers that was unbelievable. Then he started getting some elbow issues, um, and then, you know, he got I think he got surgery on it, and then he was a little wonky for a few years, but, you know, he's – he's he's oh, – an okay pitcher in the regular season, but when playoff time comes, he's lights out, and I love, I love watching him, um, pitch in the playoffs. He he did phenomenal. Um, he he might be even he's in those positions. He's a little, he could be a little bit over, uh, Severino. You could compare him to maybe starting him over Severino. That's how good he is in the playoffs for us. So, you know, I think, uh. Tanaka is going to be great for us, and um, and I can't wait till, to see him in the playoffs. 100% with you there. I mean, for, for Yankee fans who are a bit older than us, who were really watching um, watching the team back in the 90s, I mean, Tanaka's kind of like your El Duque, Orlando Hernandez. He comes out and pitches pretty well in the, pretty well in the regular season, pitches good, um, nothing great, nothing, nothing uh, incredible. Comes to the postseason – 
and his, his money when he, when he pitches and money in the big situations. And that's what the Yankees need in the playoffs. Yeah, totally agree. I uh, hope Tanaka does well this season. And, um, yeah, that's it for today. Um, but before we go, if you guys want to get any, any Pinstripe Talk merch, it's still available on Baseball baseballpodcastnet.com and um, we'll be, you know, there's a lot of merch there, the BPN uh, merch, uh, all the other podcasts, but us, we have a Dylan Batances uh, t-shirt with, um, you know, a little bit of text on it, and that's that's ours. We will be making a new shirt soon, so make sure you guys get this one because it will be done. Um, but for next week, we guys want to give you guys a little bit of a teaser. Uh, we will be talking about the AL East preview, and we'll be going over that for, I'm pretty sure, most of the podcast. Uh, that'll be one of our big hits. So make sure you guys tune in um, next Wednesday and uh, listen to it. Um, I think we're going to do really well and uh, have some pretty good uh, predictions. Um, but other than that, it's me, Eamon, and Anthony. And we'll see you guys later. Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benton Vector. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our hosts a follow on Instagram, Eamon at Yankees Network 99, and Anthony at AFSimeon16. That's S-I-M-E-O-N-E-16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. Be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram, at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to Pinstripe Talk. We'll see you next time.